Hello, this is Saul Gonzalez, lead pastor of Lifehouse Church, and welcome to our podcast. Thank you so very much for joining us today. I believe that through this message, God will encourage you, challenge you, and better yet, change you for the glory of God and for the purposes God has called you. Enjoy this message. God bless you one and all. Christ has risen from the dead. He's no longer in the grave. The grave death could not hold him back. Our Lord reigns. He's at the right hand of the Father, ever interceding with power and majesty for you and me, the believer. Thank God that the resurrection is real. It's not a myth. We're not just going through the motions. Our Lord has risen. He's alive and he's alive forevermore. And everyone who deposits their faith and confidence in Christ Jesus will not be ashamed in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Our Lord is risen and he is Lord over your life, over chaos, uh, over just mayhem. Jesus is Lord. On this glorious Easter morning, I'd want to share and I'd like to challenge you to have the risen Christ be your hope over chaos. Your hope, our hope over chaos. There's no doubt that life can break down for all of us. Even the folks that are the most prepared, most educated, most financially aware or, or endowed. Chaos can happen at any time. Things can break down relationships, our health, our family, uh, and things happen in such a way at times that it'll catch you by surprise. But I want you to have the same kind of devotion over commotion that these women had on Easter morning. You see the disciples, they're scattered, they're still broken. Some of them have gone fishing. fishing. Some of them are walking away to a place called Nowhere Emmaus. But not the women, the women find themselves early morning on Sunday going because their devotion supersedes the commotion and their hurt and their pain that they are feeling with respect to shattered dreams and just things gone wrong. I wanna share that again. I hope and pray that the power of Easter, the power of our hope, which is the risen Christ, is that you can still have devotion over your commotion, over things breaking down. Like these women, they're going toward the, the sepulcher, they're going toward the grave. They're asking themselves, who is going to remove the stone? To their surprise, the stone is already removed. There's angels there that give them the great news. Why do you look, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here for he has risen. He is not here. See, their expectations were totally unmet before, but then they were surpassed. So our hope over chaos is the, that your unmet expectations are overseeded, are superseded, uh, because Christ Jesus will supersede your expectations when it's all said and done. They thought, we're going to need help to remove the stone. They arrive there because their devotion is superior, supersedes the commotion, their hurt, their pain, their distress. And I'd like for you this Easter day to you, for you to receive power 
for you to receive the grace, the anointing, the authority, the strength to allow the devotion that you have for Christ, your love for Christ uh, to supersede and overcome the chaos that you're sensing or feeling uh, this day. I also want you to know that Jesus will supersede your expectations, that we get down on ourselves and we just go left and right and under and asunder uh, because when our expectations are not met, most of us tend to just break down, we give up, but not these women, not Mary Magdalene, not Salome, uh, not Mary the mother of James and other women, or Joanna, that were part of that morning as they discover an empty tomb, an empty tomb, because the angel says, he is not here. He is risen. And this risen power gives you and me the power, the grace, uh, the potential to supersede uh, anything that you're facing right now. Uh, for the eyes cannot see what the heart does not recognize. I want to just share this thought here that many of them, all of them, including the disciples, were not able to recognize Jesus Christ on first view. Uh, because when you're hurt, when you're grieving, when you are uh, disappointed with life, with God, with others, a lot of times the grieving uh, process, the hurt, the pain, the chaos will put a veil in your eyes so that you're not seeing Christ. You don't see God in the picture. All you see is chaos. You see your pain, you sense your hurt, and that's all you see. And that blinds you for the eyes cannot see what the heart does not recognize. And Mary Magdalene uh, thought that Jesus was a gardener. And he asked, where have you placed the Lord? Uh, and Jesus says, Mary. Uh, and when he speaks her name, something happens to her eyes. Uh, they can see clearly because the eyes cannot see what the heart does not recognize. And apart from the purpose, the power, the, the potential of this uh, uh, of resurrection, you and I cannot live, cannot walk, we cannot talk in victory uh, outside of the resurrection. I'd like to share with you what happens when the heart is grieving, when you're not able to embrace the power of the resurrected Christ because you are blinded by your hurts and your pain and your grieving and your distress and your chaos. First of all, I just want to remind you that hope overcomes chaos every single time when you and I do not allow to yourself to be overcome or blinded by your negative emotions. When you don't allow negative emotions to supersede your devotion, your love and your attention for Christ and His Word and the details that God has already spoken, the prophetic word, the promises that God has spoken to you and that you will become, I will become just overwhelmed and blinded by negative emotions unless you allow the power and the grace of the resurrected Christ to rule your hearts and reign supremely in your soul. Secondly, do not let your unmet expectations take you where God has never said, where God has not promised, where God has not ordained you. Uh, it is natural for all of us to have dreams, aspirations and goals. But when those goals and those expectations are not met, many of us just quit, we throw in the towel, uh, we hang up the gloves, and that is not God's plan. Just go with me and look at these women in Luke chapter 24, Matthew 28, Mark chapter 14, and John chapter 20. These women are focused. Uh, their devotion is not going to be undeterred by their unmet expectations. And so many of us allow that just to undermine our faith. So let us be reminded that the risen Lord can give you the strength, the power, the confidence to overcome even your worst day and your unmet expectations when you focus, when you're there and your devotion overseeds and supersedes your commotion. 
I just want to drill down a bit deeper about unmet expectations. You will remember the twain, the two disciples walking to Emmaus. It's a village called literally nowhere. And they are so distraught, so dumbfounded, just, just so bewildered with, with what's happened that they've pretty much given up uh, their hope. And they're walking away from Jerusalem, walking away from their destiny. And then they find themselves, a stranger is walking beside them. You and I know that that's Jesus, but they don't know because they're still blinded, not only by grief and negative emotions, but they're also blinded by their unmet expectations. And they start sharing with this, what they thought was a stranger, Jesus. And they said, yeah, we thought that this Messiah was going to set up their, his kingdom. He was going to reign, uh, establish a new kingdom. And what happens when you and I get it wrong? when maybe prophetically we're just a, a slightly ajar and not quite centered and we have been told promises, we believe certain things are going to unfold a certain way. Listen, it's happened to all of us, to myself included. I remember the day that God called me to the ministry. It was a Sunday morning. I felt like next week, maybe next month, the next two or three months, I was going to be embracing ministry. 20 years later, I was barely beginning to be a, a, a campus pastor or a pastor here in Bakersfield. 20 years later, because sometimes God's prophecies unfold. God's word to you, God's plan for your life unfold. His purpose unfolds very slowly in his timing, his way. And you and I need to be careful that our unmet expectations don't take us to where God has never intended you, especially emotionally, uh, for you to hang in there, be solid, be, uh, be uh, steady and be stout with your uh, feelings, always devotion, your devotion that supersede and overcomes the commotion all around you. And so these unmet expectations, as Christ ministered to them, as Christ ministered a meal unto them, when he broke bread and when he gave thanks, their eyes were opened up and the Bible says he disappeared right before their eyes. I am telling you, I'd like for you to remain steady that the power of the resurrection, the power of the, res the risen Christ uh, will give you strength and authority and the wherewithal and the wisdom and the wit and the withedness to overcome unmet expectations, chaos, because our hope is the risen Christ. He is our strength, devotion over commotion, and the Holy Spirit will come alongside you. He is the paraclete. He will strengthen you. He will have you move even beyond the pale of the sepulchers or the graves or the tombstones of your life. So one more time, just for the sake of repetition, we see these women, their devotion, their love for Christ is taking them for what they feel is a dead end, not only figuratively, literally. They are going toward the tomb, the final resting place of what they believe to be Jesus' final resting place. They are going to minister to him, to a dead body, mind you, because their love and their devotion for Christ is taking them to where no one has gone before, before them. They are ministering to a dead body. So they think. So my point is, like these women, oftentimes your goals and your focus will take you to the right place, but for the wrong reasons. You might be in the right place, the right church. You might be doing the right things, but you are misguiding. Your focus is misguided uh, and your goals are misplaced because Jesus was alive and they were thinking that they were going to go minister to a dead body. And so the angel asks them this pointed question, why do you seek? the living among the dead. 
Why are you looking for the living and the dead things of this world? In that bar or in that place or in that job or in that dead end relationship? Why are your goals and your focus so ajar, misplaced, out of focus, if you will, uh, because you are now looking for something that only Jesus can give you, peace and rest and tranquility and strength and wisdom and the, and the wherewithal to move forward and the spiritual withedness to be standing firm and be on solid ground. And here they are. They thought they were going to minister to a dead body. And the angel says, he is not here. He is risen, just like he said he would, just like scripture said that he would. And I want to encourage you, are your goals this Resurrection Sunday, are they focused correctly? Are you headed in the right direction? Are you in the right place for the right reasons? And I pray that you are. So my challenge for you this Sunday morning, this resurrection morning, where our Lord is our hope and rules and reigns over chaos, do not become distracted. Do not become desensitized by self-interest. Don't allow your heart to become calloused with the cares of this life and this world. Move beyond your cares. Move beyond your eyes, what you see, what you don't see. Be devout, be devoted, be the real thing. Serve Jesus Christ because he's alive, he's well, and he's a living savior. I also wanna challenge you not to allow your failures, your personal life's failures, your disappointments, and your unrealized expectations to lead you away from God like the two, the twain disciples that are walking away from Jerusalem, walking away from their destiny. Could you imagine? And Jesus is so awesome. Jesus is so loving, so caring that he takes the time, the travel and the trouble to transition them and to say, where are you going, guys? And he asks them literally, what kind of manner, what manner of conversation is this uh, that you are speaking? And I want to right now, what are you talking about? What does your words, what is this coming out of your mouth? For the Bible says that from your heart speaketh the mouth. From the abundance of your heart, from the contents of your heart, your mouth speaks. And it, when your mouth is declaring things that are negative, almost negative faith, negative prophecies, this is not going to work out and I'm never going to make it through or, or survive or be blessed or be uh, anointed or be great or expand or grow. I'm never going to be able to be uh, make it through or be happy, be content, be used of God. That is negative, nonsensical conversation that it, that is not for you. That is not what God has spoken about you, prophesied about you. And so I want to have you be careful. Do not allow your life's failures, your past, your disappointments, and your unrealized expectations to lead you away from God's plan, purpose, and destiny for your life. Jesus says to these disciples that are walking away, uh, has it, doesn't scripture say he began to teach them from Moses and all the prophets, the Bible says, and their hearts began to burn. Did not our hearts burn within us? So I hope that you too have heartburn, the real heartburn, where the word of God just burns in your heart and you realize that he is true, that his word cannot fail, that God's plans for you are solid, stout, and steady, that you are not moving away from God, but that you're moving toward God because the risen Christ, he is our hope over chaos. He is what's steadies your ship. Uh, he is what makes you hang in there and stand firm even when uh, the fiery uh, fires of this world are, are coming against you and all the darts are coming against you. You can stand because you're not going to allow your disappointments, your past, your, your life's failures and your unrealized expectations to move you away from Christ Jesus, but rather continue your journey. 
What did these disciples do? They headed back. As soon as they knew that Jesus was alive and well, they headed back to tell all the other disciples and all the other followers of Jesus Christ, He is risen. We have seen Him with our own eyes. Jesus Christ, our Lord, is not in a grave. Uh, he is alive and well, sitting at the right hand of the Father. So let me close this message. I'm excited because I can sense the power of God, the Holy Spirit, even here. Today, we've used this cemetery as a background, only as a contrast, only as a reminder that these graves one day shall open up. I'll say that again. Every tomb, every grave shall open up one day, some for eternal life and for the rewards that God has for them. Others, the Bible says, that when the sepulchers open up, these graves, they shall go to a place of judgment, to be judged uh, because of their lives were not right that's John chapter 5. Jesus says one day uh, uh, the dead would hear his voice, all the dead, both the righteous and the unrighteous, and these graves would give up uh, their bodies that are all over the world. These graves will give up their bodies. But I want to say this to just bring this circle to uh, this message to closure. I want to really challenge you that, that both in Luke 24 and in John chapter 20, something happens to these disciples as they're huddled, they're hovered, they're afraid of the Jewish leaders, they're afraid of what's happened. There is chaos, mayhem, disorder in their lives and they're huddled, they're hovering and Jesus comes to them and appears and goes through walls. I said it right, you heard it right. Jesus went right through the wall. There's no barrier, there's no wall, there's no obstacle that can stop Jesus from entering the scope of your life. Whatever disorder, whatever mayhem, whatever chaos is there, the very presence of Jesus. So the first thing that you see where hope rules over chaos is the presence of Jesus. His manifest presence by his word or by your, your very thoughts and your heart connected with Jesus, his presence. The next thing that Jesus says is peace be with you. I'll say that again. Peace be with you. So not only does Jesus bring his presence to your life, but also his peace, a peace that abides beyond understanding, beyond this world concepts or precepts or understanding. It is a peace that surpasses all understanding. And Jesus says, peace be with you. I'd like to speak to you that peace right now in the middle of your turmoil, your troubles, your travails in Jesus name, your tribulation, peace be with you. And not only did Jesus give them their presence and his peace, but also Jesus gave them power. He says, receive the Holy Spirit. I'll say that again. Jesus said to the disciples, and he says to you this day, on this glorious Easter morning, receive the power of the Holy Spirit. He gave them his presence, his peace, and his power. Receive the power of the Holy Spirit. And then he gave them purpose. Just like my Father has sent me, I send you. Just like my Father has sent me, I send you to go forth, be my disciples, do the work of the evangelist, be a believer, walk with righteousness, walk in authority, walk in confidence with God's grace, His wisdom, His strength. Look for the expansion, the enlargement that God brings every believer that just trusts and is steady and strong and stout and hanging in there, trusting God's word and not allowing your, your commotion to overcome your devotion, but your devotion overcomes the commotion and the chaos that we are living in right now. In Jesus' name, His presence, His peace, His purpose. And Jesus says, receive the Holy Spirit and receive His power right now in your heart and, and life right now in Jesus' name. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. In Jesus' name, I speak uh, His presence in your life. That Jesus says, lo, I am with you every day until the end of the world. He says, lo, I am with you every day until the end of the world, His presence. 
And then I pray Jesus peace in your life right now in Jesus name. He is the Prince of Peace and he gives you this peace, not like this world gives, but a peace that prolongs, that is enduring and that goes beyond the understanding of, of human mind, mankind and his mind. And in Jesus name, I speak purpose that your father, your father sends you through Christ Jesus to do the works just like Jesus was sent by his father. And in Jesus name, receive the power, the grace, the favor, the divine authority that comes by the Holy Spirit in Jesus name. Uh, we breathe by faith, uh, the word of God, the spirit of the living God so that you would receive power for living and overcoming your chaos and this world's nonsense and mayhem. In Jesus' name, to the glory of God the Father, we bless you uh, this Easter Sunday morning from this place to your place, from Lifehouse to your heart and to your house, I pray. In Jesus' name, be blessed, be blessed, and to God be the glory. Thank you so very much for joining us today on the Lifehouse podcast. I pray and hope this message has encouraged, inspired, and challenged you to grow closer to God. If you would like to be a part of what God is doing here at Lifehouse, visit our website at lifehousechurch.com. That's lifehousechurch.com for more information or consider subscribing and share it with one of your friends and family. Thank you again for being part of our journey, your journey, that will lead you to know God better, grow together, and go serve and make a difference. Thank you again. God bless you. See you next time.